for our meditation this evening. I would like to ask you to please stand as we read God's word. We will be reading from Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 to 6. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 to 6. The word of God says, Let your conduct be without covetousness, for content, being content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord bless us for reading his holy word. You may now be seated. Brothers and sisters, we are now at this last few hours of this year. And I would like to congratulate each and every one of us for you know, going through this year. It truly has been a, a, a tough year for, for all of us. And I mean, you know, not minding whatever economic status you may have or position you may have, all of us experienced something common, okay? And tonight, it is my prayer that with the reflection that we will be having tonight from the Word of God, that we would be able to face a new year without fear. A new year without fear. But if you would try to look back uh, for the year 2020, this year truly is a year full of disasters. Now, I'd just like to, you know, maybe help us, you know, be reminded of, of the disasters, some natural disasters that we faced as a country. These are the only few aside from the, you know, the pandemic that we faced. In January, uh, January 12, we had experienced uh, the Ta'al volcano eruption. And we know how that has displaced so many families, so many people you know, left homeless, and so many uh, you know, individuals suffering. What else? Uh, we also had the African swine fever. Uh, in, you know, it, you know, we were affected so greatly by it in, in the uh, month of February. Uh, they said it, uh, it was already here in the Philippines, uh, September 2019. But in February this year, uh, there were hundreds of thousands of, of pigs, hogs that died uh, from the swine fever, African swine fever. fever. Also another thing is uh, the Typhoon Ambo. Okay? Typhoon Ambo uh, in May 14 and it had struck uh, Eastern Samar. Uh, we would say that it, it's something that we can consider as a major disaster. It was uh, titled, given the title, uh, like a junior, uh, Yolanda, or the Yolanda Junior. Okay? And you know what, brothers and sisters, because of these disasters, we should say natural disasters, it has also caused a lot of problems uh, as well. Uh, they say that this year, the increase of, of drug addicts, alcoholics, 
and even a number of people that are suffering from mental health and depression have grown exponentially. And you know, just thinking about these things could somehow bring fear to us. Fear, it's, it's not good. Yes, it might be a natural emotion that any one of us can have, but fear, it breeds panic. Instead of us being able to, to do the things that we know we're skilled, we were even trained at, but when fear overwhelms us, we panic. What else? Fear, it also brings paralysis. Meaning it causes us to be unable to do anything at all aside from you know, just shaking and panicking. Fear also builds prisons. It causes us or leads us to build our own prisons. Some people have you know, fallen and experienced you know, so much fear that they have built their own prisons. Walls that cause them to be unable to enjoy life, be unable to be with other people and to do the, the things that they're used to doing. That's the effect of fear. So this evening, let's learn from the Word of God in Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 to 6, how we can face a new year without fear. Let's read again. Hebrews 13, verses 5 to 6. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Tonight we will learn four important truths and applications to help us face the new year without fear. New year without fear. The first one, we have to know that God's provision should make us contented. God's provision should make us contented. The Word of God says, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. Now, contentment is not getting what you want but it is wanting what you already have. Are you contented with what you have today? Or are you desiring for more? Now here are some you know, things that we have to know for us to be contented. To be contented, first, here's a basic fact. We brought nothing into this world. And therefore, we can't bring it bring anything out of it as well. Is that true? When we were born, none of us, you know, had jewelry or expensive clothes. None of us, you know, was, were eating already food, <laughs> solid food, when we came out. And in that same way that we were brought into this world, we would also leave it. 
with, without anything that's material or physical. To be contented, we also have to know not only this basic fact, but also a basic formula that only Jesus can give us contentment and satisfaction. No matter how much money, power, fame, whatever position this world can give us, we will never be content. contented. Contentment will never come upon us. And it's only going to be the Lord Jesus Christ who's going to give us that contentment. Charlie Chaplin, we may know him, he said, greed has poisoned men's souls. Isn't that true? That because of so much greed, man would choose to do anything and everything he wants just so that he could do or rather get what he wants. Brothers and sisters, let's be reminded of what 1 Timothy chapter 6 verses 6 to 7 says, But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. God's provision should make us contented. Second, for us to face the new year without fear, God's promises makes us confident. God's promises makes us confident. Now, verse 5, you know, the, the second part of verse 5 is, you know, includes, it includes a phrase that maybe many, many of us would just, you know, not give much focus on or attention on. But then the line there says, for he himself has said. He himself has said. This speaks of the promises of God. This speaks of what God himself has said. Now what do you think will happen when God has said something? It will come to pass. There was one person who asked me uh, two days ago. He said, Pastor, when, when Jesus said, no, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. What does that mean? What does that mean? I said to him, that is actually, you know, it's, it's, it's a prophecy of what is to come. Wherein God would make a new heaven and a new earth. But aside from that, aside from God, you know, fulfilling that prophecy... It's a promise that there will be a new heaven and a new earth. How about us today? Are we confident in the promises of God? We can never be confident in the promises of God if we don't know what he has said. Therefore, know, read the Bible. If there are times when you know, fear comes upon you and me, Go back to the word of God. What has God promised? Did God promise us you know, well-being in this earth? Did Jesus say, if you become a Christian, if you become a believer, no bad thing will ever happen to you in this earth? 
Is that the promise of Jesus? Jesus, yes, he did not promise us anything, you know, earthly or anything that is that is going to be you know just good all the all the years of our lives but Jesus has promised us more more than that it's eternal life okay it's eternal life Josh McDowell said knowing that God is faithful it really helps me not to be captivated by worry but knowing that he will do what he has said he will cause it to happen whatever he has promised and then it causes me to be less involved in worrying about a situation are you worried about something are you fearful about anything what has god promised you be confident in the promises of God. Jesus even promised us in John chapter 16, verses 31 to 33. He said, Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Indeed, the hour is coming. Yes, has now come, that you will be scattered, each to his own, and will leave me alone. And yet, I am not alone. Because the Father is with me. And then he said in verse 33, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Are you holding on to the promise of Jesus? Are you confident in the promise of Jesus? What should we do when we have problems? Not just for this year, but for 2021. Corrie ten Boom said, Let God's promises shine on your problems. Let God's promises shine on your problems. Is there any problem so big? Go back to what God has promised. Be confident in the promise of God. Third point, very important truth as well, is that God's presence is enough companionship. God's presence is enough companionship. The last part of verse 5 says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Now here's the thing. None of us here knows what we're going to face next year. Maybe some of us, you know, before the year 2019 ended, we thought that 2020 is going to be a very good year for all of us. But then, this year came. None of us here knows what we're going to face next year. But here's one thing that we should know and we should take hold of. God will never leave us. He will never leave us. Sometimes we fear facing, you know, 
the daily struggles of life, we fear that when something comes upon us, we are afraid to face it because we think that we're going to face it alone. Right? And maybe for so many of us, you know, just being away for so many months this year from our friends and our family. Praise God, we have Zoom, we have Messenger, we have internet connection. But, you know, sometimes even that is not enough. And for so many people who've experienced, you know, quarantine or just, you know, being in, unable to go out of their houses because they don't have any quarantine, quarantine pass. It's so hard. But you know what? Brothers and sisters, we are not alone. We may not see God physically, but He is with us. An amazing promise given to and the people of God in Joshua chapter 1 verse 9, it says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wherever you go. God is not just with us when we're in church or when we're praying, or when we're calling out to Him, He is with us wherever we go, whatever we may, we may be facing. We may feel all alone, but we are not all alone. God's presence is enough for companionship. After all, Emmanuel says, or means, God with us. Number four, God's protection gives us comfort. Verse six says, So we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? God's presence gives us, rather protection gives us comfort. Now, i just like to go through some very important you know, verses that have given me comfort and my family as well, uh, especially when, when four of us uh, you know, were tested positive for the virus. God's protection found you know, in the book of Psalms. Sometimes we you know, may be we may be tired in reading a whole chapter, but even just reading the first verse maybe would be enough already. All of these verses you know, are just verse 1 of every psalm. Psalm chapter 20, verse 1. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the Lord, the God of Jacob, defend you. Psalm 23, 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Psalm 46, 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Psalm 57, 1. Be merciful to me, 
O God, be merciful to me, for my soul trusts in you. And in the shadow of your wings, I will make my refuge until the calamities have passed by. Psalm 59.1, Deliver me from my enemies, O, God, o my God. Defend me from those who rise up against me. Psalm chapter 91, verse 1, may be a favorite chapter for many of us here. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And Psalm 121, verse 1, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence my help comes from? Of course, the answer is in verse 2. From the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Brothers and sisters, God's protection gives us comfort. Second Chronicles chapter 20. If you would try to you know, open that and read that, we, we don't have enough time to read all of the verses here. But just to give a background, Second Chronicles chapter 20 is, is one, of the, you know, one of the ways in the Old Testament where God had shown his might, his power. Now, during that time, the, the kingdom of Israel was divided. And the king was King Jehoshaphat. So there was the king of the northern kingdom that retained the name Israel, and the southern kingdom was named Judah. So King Jehoshaphat was king of Judah. But then the problem is there were some Ammonites, Moabites, and people from the Mount Seir who you know, were planning to go up against Judah. And just imagine that three, should I say yes, tribes, but then there are also very large tribes who would go up against one, just one nation. And this has caused fear to King Jehoshaphat. If you would read there in, in Second Chronicles chapter 20, it says there that his first reaction was that he was fearful. He was afraid. But then he sought the Lord. And then he fasted. And in the following verses we read, that God you know, uses a prophet and tells them, the battle is not yours. It belongs to the Lord. And what was the reaction of Jehoshaphat in verse 20? He said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. In verse 21, And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord, and who should praise the beauty of holiness. As they went out before the army, and were saying, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. How did they prepare for these three nations? who were planning to go up against them, they did not sharpen their swords or make ready their shields. They chose to worship and to praise God. It's really amazing how, you know, <laughs> Second Chronicles 2020 and then 2021. I believe if, if 
if this year 2020 seemed like a year of full of fear for us you know something great has come upon us and we're fearful for 2021 the right response should be worship praise the lord for his mercy endures forever god's protection would give us comfort brothers and sisters like how our eyesight should be you know the 2020 vision this year 2020 was given to us so we can clearly see who god is and how he is lord of all may we all face the new year without fear a blessed new year 2021 to all of us amen <laughs>